Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Texter here, totally agree with your guest in terms of confidence and upbringing. My Canadian first cousins are extraordinarily confident, articulate, expressive and positive and active compared to us over here growing up in an Irish environment. Another texter says, Brendan, I'm 40, I'm a 48 year old who still focuses on that penalty miss. Well, listen, I think if we all just did as one starting point, what Richard Hogan was saying there is just stop and listen and see what we're saying to ourselves. And I'd say, you'd say, I wouldn't let anyone else talk to me like that. I'm not going to stop talking to myself like that. Uh, now, to more um, <clears throat> important matters, or maybe not in one way, uh, what's more important than uh, life. But anyway, Silicon Valley Bank has collapsed, as we were alluding to earlier, and it does seem to have some Irish consequences. So I'm joined on the line now by Sean Key's finance correspondent of The Currency. Good afternoon, Sean. Good afternoon. Who are Silicon Valley Bank? It's a bank in California specialised in lending to technology companies. Uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, by 2021, it was very big, like it was worth about as much as a lot of the biggest banks in Europe, and now it's gone, obviously. Okay, what happened here? So, it's, it's kind of a combination of, like, a, a, an old-fashioned bank panic, like a run on the bank, all the depositors queuing up to get their money out, and that causing a kind of a spiral, which will cause the whole thing to collapse. And then as well, it's, it's wrapped up in the technology industry. So, so what happened was, in, in the last couple of years, it, kind of after 2020, before 2022, piles and piles of money were flowing into the technology industry. And a lot of that money ended up in Silicon Valley Bank in the, in the form of deposits. So Silicon Valley Bank was taking in all these deposits, and it just, what it did is it bought loads of bonds with the money. And that was fine. But then shortly after that, interest rates started going up. And that Silicon Valley Bank found itself in the exact wrong position to be in when interest rates go up. When interest rates go up, you don't want to be owning a load of bonds because the value of bonds go down. And you don't want to have a big pile of deposits because people are more likely to take their money out when interest rates are going up. So that was a sort of, that set the groundwork for it, set the, set the ground for it. And then the word got out that it might not have the funds to pay everybody off and suddenly turned into a huge panic. And then within a matter of a couple of days, from the middle of last week to, to Friday was all it took, and then now it's gone. Yeah, it unraveled all very quickly and dramatically in the end, didn't it? So, okay, what is the connection here with Ireland and what is Silicon Valley Bank's presence here in, in Ireland? So Silicon Valley Bank, one arm of it is like uh, an investor, as in it was investing in, in technology companies. So it set up a fund or alongside ISIS, and it had committed to invest $500 million in Irish technology companies. Uh, so ISIF was in with them. ISIF, ISIF committed $100 million. And they were, the last we heard they had committed, they had already invested, I think it was 200 and something million, $225 million, something like that. And they're on their way to, to, putting, to putting the rest of that money to work. So that's them, you know, buying shares in companies. It's not exactly the end of the world, let's say, if the person who's funding you, who's buying shares in you, goes under... It doesn't mean that the Irish company who's getting funded gets into trouble because, you know, it just means that the person who gave them money went under. So, so that's, that's not too bad from the Irish perspective. As well as that, it did some lending to Irish technology companies, so it was acting as sort of acting as their bank. Again, it's not, not the end of the world because usually it's, uh, it's, 
them owing uh, you owing them money, so it's okay when they go under. But again, you know, if you're if you're if your bank goes under, if you're a company and you're relying on them for you know your working capital for your overdraft, let's say once a month, that's not going to be very helpful. It might put companies in a bit of difficulty. Okay, uh, in general, is this a big deal? Uh, it is. I think it, it's it's spread across the banking industry. It's sort of when you first when you first saw the story. It's like this Silicon Valley bank, this technology bank, and we know there's been this technology industry slowdown. So my first impression was like, oh, this is going to be a technology story. Yeah. This is something to do with technology, loans going bad or something like that. But it's not really that. It's actually more of a banking story. Um, what's happened is there's been contagion into, you know, Deutsche Bank and sort of small American banks as well. And it's, it's the kind of, it's the, the, the banks who, which found themselves in a similar position to Silicon Valley Bank which had um, a, whole, a whole bunch of, of these of these bonds in their books that they might have to sell to raise to raise funds for to pay off depositors. So that's that's the risk and that's the worry that other banks will find themselves in this position, and they might be you know they might have to raise capital themselves or something like that. Now, I mean that, that was surprising to me as well because after the global financial crisis, regulators really cracked, uh, cracked down very hard on banks. So it was. I certainly thought that this would, that this was couldn't happen. You know, I thought that the banks are so strictly regulated now that it would be very very difficult for a panic like this to happen and for a run in the bank to happen. But I was wrong. Okay, so and this is so this is rattling that. people a bit, is it? It is. Yeah, there's there's another U.S. bank which is down for, whose shares are down forty percent over they were on Friday. A couple of other small banks which kind of. They, they tend to be the smaller ones. It's not the big systemic ones. The big systemic ones are fine, and I, I should add as well. The Irish banks are fine in this in this particular respect. Talking about you know deposits and bonds and things like that, the, the stuff that got Silicon Valley Bank is we Irish banks are not exposed to, and the biggest banks are not exposed to. So for that reason, it's not like you know it's time to get a shotgun and you know put you know put your money in on the mattress kind of a thing. But there are small banks around the world and some uh, all over the world which might find themselves in this position, and they could be vulnerable. Okay, Sean Keyes from The Currency, thank you very much. Uh, Colm O'Mungon is here now, Saturday with Colm O'Mungon, coming up at one o'clock.